On today's episode of Locked On NHL, the Colorado Avalanche beaten and battered. Just how bad is it in the Mile High City? We will talk about that, plus Jason Robertson. Just how legit is this kid? And we will wrap up today's episode with a Heritage Classic announcement. All that much more on today's episode of Locked On NHL. Your Locked On NHL, your daily podcast on the National Hockey League. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked on NHL podcast as it is Western Conference Takeover Tuesdays. However, I am riding solo today. Jess is unfortunately sick, so it's just me. Hopefully you'll be all right with that. Either way, as mentioned on today's episode, we're going to start off with the reigning Stanley Cup champions as they are dealt another blow as Nathan McKinnon will be out for four weeks. We'll talk about just how bad it might be for the Colorado Avalanche, or if they'll be all right. We'll talk about that in just a bit, but also on today's episode, Jason Robertson. That kid can't stop scoring. So we will talk about just how good this kid is and whether or not it's actually sustainable. For the uh, youngster from Dallas, the for the Dallas Stars, he is a Californian. And we will wrap up today's episode with news coming down as there is a Heritage Classic returning to Edmonton for the first time in 20 years celebrating the anniversary there. We will talk about that and so much more on today's episode of Locked On NHL. Thank you so much for making Locked On NHL your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you find your podcasts. Alrighty, uh, as mentioned, let's start off with the Colorado Avalanche. They were dealt another nasty blow today. Nathan McKinnon, the, the one of the best players in the league, will be out approximately, so not even exactly four weeks, approximately four weeks for the Colorado Avalanche and Nathan McKinnon. He is out with an upper body injury is what it is being reported as right now. He left Monday's game and unfortunately will not be back. Now, this adds to a very, 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 very long list of injuries for the reigning Stanley Cup champions, Colorado Avalanche. As uh, Let me just uh, name these names here that uh, are currently out on the IR right now. Gabriel Landeskog is out with a knee injury. He is going to be out at least 12 weeks, or at least 12 weeks, excuse me. So uh, probably looking at a 2023 return or an early 2023 return. Val- uh, Valerie Nachushkin is out with ankle surgery he is uh, he's said ahead of the road trip that Nachushkin was scheduled to start skating while the Avalanche were in, uh, out of town uh, on that road trip Evan Rodriguez has a lower body body injury he will be out two to four weeks Bowen Byram has been skating and has been ramping up his skating but is out with a lower body injury currently Josh Manson is out with a lower body injury as well uh, Coach Bednar described him as week to week Darren Helm 
yes, I am still going, has an abductor strain. Uh, he has been skating and ramping it up as well for him, uh, too. Curtis McDermott, no, I'm not done yet. Curtis McDermott is out with a lower body injury. Uh, he is out four to six weeks as of November 14th. And Shane Bowers, a uh, draft pick of theirs recently, upper body injury. He is out six weeks as of November 13th. Thank you so much to Peter Ball for uh, from The Athletic for laying that out for everybody because it is bad. In Colorado. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now at a ninth with Nathan McKinnon, nine players currently out of their lineup. Not to mention that Jason Magna was just picked off waivers, uh, picked up off waivers by the Anaheim Ducks. So they're down another forward as well. Ten departures for the Colorado Avalanche. Now, I like to use Daily Faceoff as uh, uh, a, a, a resource to find out what the lines are from all over the league. And I don't think even Daily Faceoff could try and figure out this mess. I truly don't. Right now, and I kind of adjusted the lines a little bit because they did have McKinnon on there. They did have Magna. Uh, who they have available right now. They had Andrew Cogliano on the first line along with McKinnon. However, McKinnon is no longer in the lineup. So I put Rantanen up the middle. He can play up the middle at times. And Logan O'Connor was on the first line and will be on the first line right now for the Colorado Avalanche. Charles Houdon just recently called up, was placed on the second line there with Alexander Newhook, who could play as the uh, center on that top line, but... Inexperience, lack of offensive touch. I don't think he will be. Arturi Lekkinen is also uh, making his way back. He's also day-to-day -day right now. Another injury. But I did put Lekkinen in here as it sounds like he's nearing a return. And uh, Daily Faceoff had Brad Hunt as a winger. Now, as a, a, a Edmonton Oilers supporter and a person who covers the Edmonton Oilers, I have a history with Brad Hunt, and let me tell you, it wasn't as a forward. It was as a defenseman. That is how down bad the Colorado Avalanche are right now. JT Comfer and Martin Kaut are currently occupying the third line alongside Brad Hunt, I hope that is not the case. Alex Galchenyuk was also recently signed for uh, from the Colorado Eagles for the Colorado Avalanche. And then after that, Anton Blade was called up as well. I wonder if you see Oscar Lawson, who was uh, picked by them in, I believe, 2021. He was a first-round pick for them. I don't know if you will, but he is currently down in the minors, so I wonder if you do. But there's just too many question marks for that team, especially up front. Now they're lucky enough that Georgiev and Francois, cross everything you possibly can, has been relatively... I'm not, I'm not kidding. My toes are crossed. My legs are crossed. My fingers are crossed. There, now my arms are crossed. They are relatively healthy as uh, Alexander Georgiev and Pavel Francouz have been healthy right now. 
but you never know. Uh, currently, defensively, uh, Devon Taves and Kale McCarr, uh, 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 Sam Gerrard, and Eric Johnson are currently their defensemen. And that is normally how it is. They are only missing Josh Manson, By uh, Bowen Byram, and Curtis McDermott from that back end, which is saying something. That is literally half the the uh, defense. But uh, Jacob McDonald and Andreas Anglund are making up the lineup for the Avalanche. The reigning Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche, may I add. And it's not looking good. Now, the good thing for the uh, Colorado Avalanche, they are playing every two days for the rest of the month. So uh, from here on out, they play Boston, New York, the Rangers, excuse me, uh, the St. Louis Blues, the Philadelphia Flyers, the Buffalo Sabres, the Nashville Predators, the New York Islanders, uh, the Montreal Canadiens, and then they're back in Nashville again near the end of the month. The Arizona Coyotes, the Los Angeles Kings, and the Toronto Maple Leafs are the uh, Colorado Avalanche's upcoming opponents in this month. Now, the lucky thing for them is that only four of those teams are currently in a playoff spot. However... There are some teams like the St. Louis Blues who are in their division who are fighting for a playoff spot right now as well. Nashville are in the same boat and they play Nashville twice over the next couple of weeks. In the same breath, yes, the Rangers aren't currently in a uh, playoff position, but it's still the New York Rangers who are or were entering the season Stanley Cup favorites, at least to show up. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres have been playing good hockey recently. Montreal has been playing decent hockey as well. They're not an easy team to play against. And the same with the Arizona Coyotes. This could be a very bad situation for the Colorado Avalanche. McKinnon out for the next four weeks. I mean, we, we just read off uh, out 12 weeks as of mid-October for, for Gabriel Landeskog, so maybe an early 2023 return. Bednar uh, said that uh, Nuchishkin was just starting to skate. Uh, Evan Rodriguez is out two to four weeks, so probably out the rest of this month. Byram is starting to skate as, as well as Darren Helm, so they could see some reinforcements there. Shane Bowers, Curtis McDermott, Josh Manson. <laughs> probably all going to be out until early 2023. Now, only I believe, and this is not a hard stat, so, so uh, take this how you will, but only about 54% of goaltenders, or goaltenders, excuse me, of uh, teams who are out of, of uh, playoff position by American Thanksgiving make the playoffs at the end of the year. Colorado currently sitting on the bubble. <sighs> I don't I don't know how I feel about their chances or is time running out for the Colorado Avalanche, or can they get all their reinforcements back? Yes, uh, 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 McKinnon will be back 
early, hopefully, or mid uh, uh, January. Most of these guys, like Landis Cog, Nachushkin, will all probably ba- be back in January. But then you have what? January, February, March, and a couple days in April to then try and make the playoffs. And you got teams in your division like the Dallas Stars, the Winnipeg Jets. They're all pretty good. Oh, and by the way, not to mention the St. Louis Blues, Nashville Predators, who are nipping at the ankles of uh, the Colorado Avalanche. You got uh, um, the Arizona Coyotes as well, who is not an easy team to put away at all. I mean, they have one of the top power plays in the league right now. Yeah, Arizona. So, plus they just got back Jacob Chikrin, whether or not he will be in the lineup by the time the Colorado Avalanche play Arizona. That's still yet to be seen, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you think Colorado can pull it themselves out here, or should we be looking at uh, Connor Bedard potentially being on uh, the Colorado Avalanche? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I do think they'll end up pulling it out, probably making a playoff spot here. Hey, and it's the uh, uh, um, Colorado Avalanche who just won the Stanley Cup, so... Can't exactly rule out the reigning Stanley Cup champions. However, as mentioned, a lot of injuries. As Nathan McKinnon announced today, it will be out for the next four weeks. Approximately, maybe as well. He might come earlier. He might get back earlier. But he might not as well. So we shall see. We will monitor the situation in Colorado. And we shall update you with anything you find. If you want to learn more throughout until uh, 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 McKinnon comes back. And if you want to just follow one of the best shows on Locked On. Or at Locked On in general. is The two of the best hosts. I'm not going to lie. On Locked On uh, Avalanche. Is they, uh, Chris and... Uh, uh, oh my goodness, I, I am blanking on the name. Chris and Shaggy Von Doom. There it is, Shaggy. Um, have been uh, fantastic. Two of the nicest people ever, and they have some of the best coverage you can ever find on the Colorado Avalanche. Let's move on to Jason Robertson as he's currently playing as of me recording this right now against the Toronto Maple Leafs. I do have the game up, so I will update you if he does score during this game. Uh, But let's talk about just how good this kid is because he is really good. We will talk about Jason Robertson in just a second, but first, today's episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. At Locked On NHL, we believe home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays. This season, give yourself and your family a gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked On NHL listeners. 40% off of a new security system. But don't pass this up. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify if a threat is real. So you can get higher priority police response. 24-7 professional monitoring service costs under $1 a day, which is less than half the price of a traditional home security system. 
Plus, with the top-rated Simply Safe app, stay in complete control of your system. Arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or simply adjust your system settings anytime, anywhere. Don't miss your chance to save big on my favorite security system. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL today. That is locked or that is simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like simply safe. Alrighty, let's move on to, if you don't know me, I'm a big uh, uh, notes guy, so I have boards all over the place, but that is why I'm grabbing and, and moving. Either way, you don't care about that. You care about Jason Robertson, and rightfully so, as Jason Robertson has been probably the story of the league uh, uh, this year so far. As uh, I'm just pulling up the game right now to make sure he hasn't scored yet, which is Honestly saying something because this kid is good. It is still 3-0 as of recording this right now for the Maple Leafs. But either way, Jason Robertson heading into his 26th game tonight against the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. 23 goals, 18 assists, 41 points. He sits in the top five in the NHL in points. He is the number one goal scorer in the NHL. And there's a reason. Because Jason Robertson is an elite superstar in this league. Now, I'm not saying that too early. This is his third full year in the NHL, and he has done nothing but produce since joining uh, the league. In his first full year in the NHL, which was uh, one of the shortened seasons uh, because of COVID, 51 games played, 17 goals, 28 assists, 45 points for him in his first full NHL season. Now, he did play a couple of games, I believe three games in his first season in the NHL, and he did get an assist there. But his first full season, 45 points in 51 games. And then he continued that. In his second full season in the NHL, 74 games played. 41 goals, 38 assists, 79 points. Second full season in the NHL. Now, yes, Dallas is a very good team. Let me preface this with Dallas is a very, very good hockey team. Got guys like Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, uh, uh, Pavelski. almost called him James Pavelski for some reason. Miro Haskinen, uh, Nils Lundqvist has been fantastic for them this year as well. But it's Jason Robertson who has taken over this league, really. Now, one of my favorite advanced stats, and no, I'm not one of those coursey guys or 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 anal or what or whatever those not analytics, but whatever those those super uber advanced stats guys are. I'm not one of those guys, but I do have a favorite advanced stat, and that is goals for per sixty minutes and goals against per sixty minutes. 
When when you take a look at Jason Robertson's goals for and goals against, per, well, goals for per 60 minutes. We're not even talking about goals against per 60 minutes. We're talking about goals for per 60 minutes. When you take a look at his goals for per 60 minutes, not only is it in the top end of the league, not only is it an elite company, but he's also consistent throughout his career. This year, his goals for per 60 minutes at 5 on 5 this year is currently a 4.75, which all around the league, with everybody who has played at least 300 minutes in the NHL this year, Jason Robertson sits third in all of the NHL. And do you know who's above him? Matthew Kachuk and teammate Joe Pavelski. Now this is a, a little bit, a little bit, of a uh, a spoiler, not a spoiler, uh, 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 whatever. It's a, a theme. There you go, a theme. Because in all situations, all situations, that includes five on five, power play, five on four, four on three, everything. Jason Robertson sits second in the league in goals for per 60 minutes with a 7.14. The only guy who has a higher goals for per 60 minutes is Joe Pavelski. Weird. Weird. The only guy who's outpacing, quote-unquote, Jason Robertson is the guy who's on the ice with him the most. His, his linemate. Oh, and by the way, on the power play, he has a 16.42 goals for per 60 minutes. <clears throat> Let me say that again. 16.42 goals for per 60 minutes. Heading into tonight's game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now he is fifth in the league, which may shock you, but let me name the names who are currently ahead of him. Miro Haskinen, I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's his teammate. Rupe Hintz, I don't know if you ever heard of him. He's also a teammate. Jamie Benn is also a teammate of, of uh, Robertson and Joe Pavelski. If you may notice, that is the Dallas Stars' first power play unit. So there seems to be a theme in all of that too, is that Jason Robertson is attached to all of those. Now goals for per 60 minutes doesn't just track how many goals you are out there for and then average them around 60 minutes. They average how many goals you are out there for, how many shots against you are out there for, how many shots for you are out there for, how many of those you actually contributed to, the uh, uh, level and the uh, uh, threat that each of those shot opportunities had. It really takes into account everything you do on the ice in this stat. So this isn't just a, oh, you scored, it's like a plus. No, this takes everything that you do into account. And that's telling me that Jason Robertson is one of, if not the most effective player in the NHL today. Now, I mentioned that he has been able to do it throughout his career. Not only do it, but stay consistent. 
Because last year, when he scored 79 points uh, 74, uh, in 74 games, 41 goals, 38 assists, Jason Robertson, in those exact same stats, was about the exact same spot. Not where he is right now, but in each of those, if that makes any sense. Let me read this out, and then it will. At 5-on-5 five five last year, he had a 3.75 goals for per 60 minutes, which was good for 31st in the league. Now that may be, oh, 31st. Well, yeah, that's also in the upper like 90th percentile of the NHL. At 5-on, or in all situations, excuse me, Jason Robertson sat at a 5.08, which was 27th in the league. And then he also sat 27th, or sat 27th in the league at 10.93 on the power play. So A, he's consistent, 27th in the league, 27th in the league, 31st in the league. But B... He is already in only his third year in the NHL improving on those numbers. Last year at 5-on-5, five five, he was at 3.75. This year, he's a full point ahead at a 4.75. In all situations last year, he sat at a 5.08. This year, he's at a 7.14. And last year on the power play, he had a 10.93. This year, he's at 16.42. Now, yes, last year's stats are, well, a full season, and this year's stats are only through 26 games. But here's the other thing. Now, projections are projections, and guys will go on cold streaks, guys will go on hot streaks. Obviously, Jason Robertson right now is on an absolute hot streak, as he's currently on a game 18-game Point streak. 18 games. We're all talking about, oh, Mitch Marner. Oh, he's 19 straight games with the point. Excuse me. Jason Robertson, if he's able to beat Matt Murray at some point in this game, will then up his point total to 19. I'm just going to double check if Marner does have a point, so I'll give him there that. I'll give him that there. There we go. Uh, words are fun. But he's gotten a point in every game since October 27th. Let that sink. Think about what you were doing for Halloween. And then look around your house and look at all the Christmas ornaments. He was doing that since trick-or-treaters were coming to your house. Now let's get back to the projections as if you were to play all 82 games, Elite Prospects has the projections for Jason Robertson right now. Through 82 games, 75 goals, 59 assists, 134 points. The question everybody's asking in the media right now is can he reach 60? Heck, right now this guy is on pace for 75. Now, I realize he will not hit 75. He will beyond more than likely not hit 70. But can he hit 60? That seems very realistic right now. 
In the last five games, he has scored seven goals, three assists, ten points. In the last ten games, he has scored 13 goals, five assists, 18 points. Sorry? Those are literally Connor McDavid numbers. Right now, he's outpacing him, at least goal-wise. I don't want to hear any more hate on Jason Robertson's name because this guy is the next one in this league. And you better enjoy watching him in the NHL because he is an absolute treat shout out jason robertson please in this game i i I, cur- I do have matt murray on my fantasy team but for the sake of it please get a point by the way also speaking of fantasy you can also check out uh flip and seal on locked on fantasy hockey i also traded and i'm sure they're not gonna like this i traded jason robertson literally on october 27th actually i think it was uh october 31st I traded him for Mika Zibanejad, so maybe not so bad, but I am currently regretting it. Uh, you can also track Jason Robertson's uh, uh, current season with Dane over at Locked On Stars. What a great show he has over there. I, I really love Dane. Maybe we'll see Dane coming up in a couple of uh, Locked On. I don't know yet. I don't know yet, but shout out to Dane at Locked On Stars. Uh, let's move into the Heritage Classic as we have news on the Heritage Classic that will be coming up in uh, next year, in October of 2023, as we have a host for that game, and it's a host we have seen before. We will talk about that in just a second, but first, I want to thank you for making Locked On NHL your first listen today. Now for your second listen, make sure you tune in to Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you find your podcasts. Alrighty, I don't have to pull out any notes for this one because I just spoke about it on my show, the Locked On Oilers. And if you are... uh, a consistent listener of Locked On NHL, you know that Jess and I both hate talking about our teams, but we do have big news coming out of uh, NA, or out of Edmonton, excuse me, as the Edmonton Oilers and Commonwealth Stadium will host the Heritage Classic in 2023. As it'll be, well, first of all, the anniversary of the first ever Outdoor game. I almost said outside game. That makes no grammatical sense. Outdoor game in NHL history, which happened 20 years ago. In 2003, between the Edmonton Oilers and the Montreal Canadiens at Commonwealth Stadium in a game that felt like it was minus 50. My father and uh, my grandfather, or my father and my godfather, excuse me, went to that game. They said it was freezing cold. That is exactly how you love watching hockey, baby. That is exactly what hockey is. And we're going to see that again in October of 2023. Now, that is all that we know right now. It will be in October. It will be Edmonton, in Edmonton. 
But that's about it. It's in October because right now the CFL team in Edmonton, the Edmonton Elks, currently hold some weekends available. Well, hold weekends, excuse me, uh, for November just in case they do make the Western Conference Finals. I mean, if you're a CFL fan, we all know that's not happening. But, hey, just in case, you never know. Maybe they'll get the crossover. Anyways, this is a hockey podcast. Um, Right now, we only know that it'll be in October, that it'll be in Edmonton, and that's it. So who will they play? I have three guesses. Three guesses. Two of them are a little more feasible, and one's a little out of left field here. But... The first one, first opponent that I think the Edmonton Oilers might play is the Calgary Flames. As back in 2003, Edmonton hosted this game. Now, it it initially wasn't supposed to be an NHL game. It was supposed to just be an alumni game. Uh, uh, Pat LaForge, uh, who was the team president at the time in 2003, said, let's do something different. Let's do something out of the box. Let's try and have a game uh, at like Horlack Park in Edmonton. They were like, nah, you can't get that many people. You know, you're just going to get alumni game. Uh, you're just not going to make sense. Then they were like, oh, okay, we'll just do an alumni game outside somewhere else. Well, then the idea became an NHL game, and then that game turned out to be the Edmonton Oilers and the Montreal Canadiens. The short end of the stick went to the Calgary Flames because it only makes sense if Edmonton's going to play outside. And why isn't Calgary, the Battle of Alberta, just make sense? It wasn't, it was the uh, Habs, and now we have that game in history. Now we're getting a second chance at it. By the way, Calgary ended up playing an outdoor game anyways, so they can, whatever. Anyways, this time, we can see, why not? See the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames and the Battle of Alberta outdoors, which would make up for the the NHL uh, uh, calendar makers just going, oh, well, uh, let's just play the Battle of Alberta three times after the Edmonton Oilers and the Calgary Flames meet in the first Battle of Alberta in the playoffs since 1990. Yeah, let's just play them three times. But if you let them play outside, why not? That might be a little fun. The second team that I have the Edmonton Oilers potentially facing are the Montreal Canadiens, as it would be the 20-year anniversary since the first game of the or first outdoor game in the first game of the Heritage Classic. So it would just kind of make sense, just like, hey, look where everybody is now. Now the third team I have may not settle too well, but oh well. Why not have the Toronto Maple Leafs? Why not? Have the Edmonton Oilers face the Toronto Maple Leafs? Yes, there's no real rivalry between the two. Of course, if you're on Twitter or you know anything about their, their history, the two teams don't like each other, but especially because that Connor McDavid guy is on that team, and especially because that Austin Matthews guy is on that team as well. So, Connor McDavid... Versus Austin Matthews, outdoors, in what is probably going to be a very cold game. That just seems like a marketing genius. 
I don't know. Yeah, probably not. But <laughs> it's just me pumping my tires. But why not? I know the league isn't exactly the best at marketing things, but this would be way too easy. It'd fall in your lap. Just Connor McDavid versus Austin Matthews outdoors for the first time, blah, blah, blah. That'd be great. That would be great. But I don't know. It's probably going to be Calgary, but what do you think? Who should play the Edmonton Oilers in the Heritage Classic next year? Now, the one thing as well to note is that it seems like the alumni game, as all of the outdoor games do have an alumni game that played just before, uh, it seems like the alumni will be kind of younger, or at least this generation, or the, the younger generation will know most of these players. So who will we see? Ryan Smith, probably. Jason Smith. Uh, Doug Waite, maybe I heard around, uh, Dwayne Rollison, I think obviously will be a name out there too. Um, but, uh, Hey, how about a Chris Pronger who we've seen a lot more in, uh, um, the media in general. I wonder if, uh, Edmonton and Edmontonians and Ed Oilers fans would be open to him, uh, playing in that one. Uh, who else? Uh, Sean Horkoff, Ethan Morrow. I don't know. Those guys are only like local legends, but either way, who do you think could play in that one as well? Uh, Either way, let's wrap it up there. As mentioned, the Heritage Classic will return to Commonwealth Stadium in October of 2023. The Edmonton Oilers will play another outdoor game. The other nice thing is we're going to get another Oilers jersey. That's pretty cool. Uh, either way, let's wrap it up there, folks. Thank you so much for uh, putting up with me uh, solo today. As you can probably tell, my voice is absolutely uh, running on his last legs. But either way, just one more update on the Toronto Maple Leafs and Dallas Stars game. There is no update. No goal for Jason Robertson just yet. But hopefully, by the time you're listening to this, maybe he has scored. But either way, let's wrap it up there. I hope you stay safe, everybody. Until next time, we shall see you then.